Welcome to the 60 Plus Podcast. I'm Janet. And I'm Joe. How are you today, Janet? I'm afraid to ask. How, how, Don't be afraid. How are you today, it's Janet? fine. The water's safe. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> no, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Post-Thanksgiving kind of... Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> a post-Thanksgiving... Uh. Uh, yeah. I think I still have the tryptophan effect from the turkey. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, Sure. How was yours? It was very nice. I spent it with my daughter and her new husband. Ooh. And my me other too. daughter. I know, I didn't spend it with your daughter. I spent it with my <laughs> daughter and her husband. And her new husband. Yes. So it was different. They were so cute trying to host. You know, we were supposed to eat at four and we ended right. up eating at six. Uh-huh. It was very nice. I really enjoyed it. And um, they did a great job. That's great. I had to travel though. Oh. I don't love the travel part. I only had to drive like a half an hour. Yeah, I did. That was good. And I didn't have to cook. Ah, that was great. <laughs> and you got leftovers. And I got leftovers. That I had was... so many leftovers, I had a party. You did. I did. It was a party of leftovers, and she yes. has leftovers from the leftover party. <laughs> yes. It's going to go on. It's a domino effect. <laughs> It'll snowball. So now we're in the Christmas season. La, 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 la. Okay, check that box. <laughs> Janet sings on every episode. What are we talking about today, Janet? Retirement. Ah. Yes. That elusive yes. thing. Retire or not to retire, that is the question. It is a question. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking today about how you know you're ready to retire. Right. And we recognize that this has several parts. There are, you know, different factors. Financial may certainly be one factor, but we're not going to be talking about the, that today. Right? Not too much. No? no. In fact, this is almost like a two-part series. In the next episode, we'll be talking about the financial aspects of how you know you're ready to retire. Right. And today we're going to talk about some other things and, about it. And we'll be talking to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah, not us. So today we're just talking about the emotional aspects, which I guess we know something about that. Emotions? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, I think this is something that's less discussed and thought about. A, a number of years ago, a friend of mine said to me that he knew a guy that retired early, and he was bored. Mm. And I actually have a friend that retired early and was bored and went back to work. Wow. And... I don't think that's going to be me. No. Well, I mean, this was a number of years ago for both of these people. But you need to... Be ready for retirement, not just financially, but emotionally. And you need to have your social circles intact. And there's all kinds of things involved. Right. Besides just the financial aspects. Right. And, you know, talking to Jeannie last week, she was talking about how she just retired about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And how busy, busy she is. And people are like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, don't believe her. So I guess it really is a personal journey, right? Like anything else in life. But yeah, I think that our attempt today is just to maybe give some food for thought in terms of, are you emotionally prepared to retire? So what are some of the things that you need to be aware of? We came across this article. It doesn't talk about any of the financial aspects, but there's top emotional signs that it's time to retire. Five that they list. And one is you can't wait to retire. So I think 
a lot of people think they can't wait to retire. Yeah, you'll say, oh, gosh, I can't wait to retire. I've never really felt that way until recently. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready now. Really? Yeah. Well, there's one thing about that, though, and, and I know some people that might fall into this category. So much of their identity is tied up in their work life mm. and their profession that to say, well, I can't wait to retire. What is that going to do to your identity? How are you going to feel about yourself after you retire when you don't have that big part of your identity? I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it that way. I don't know if that applies to you. I don't think so. I have worked with people that, you know, their whole life is their, is their job. Right. Yeah, that's not. I kind of feel bad. For, I kind of feel bad for those people. Well, it, I mean, if their if their whole life is their job and they can't wait to retire, yeah, I guess I would feel badly for them. If their whole life is their job and they wake up every day and they can't wait to to do it, then I don't feel sorry for them. I've kind of never been that way. I do know people that they get up in the morning, they can't wait to get to work, and in some ways, I've been jealous of them. I, I wish I felt a little bit more like that, but. I didn't. Well, maybe you just didn't have the right job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you can't wait to do the podcast. I can't wait. We sat around an hour before we started recording. It's like it's nothing. Time. It's time to record, Janet. We should probably talk about retirement because we you know we've gotten some feedback that we do stray off subjects sometimes. Once in a while. All right. So something else is. You don't enjoy your work anymore. Right, which is kind of tied to what we were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And if, you know, I guess that's tied to number one, right? If you don't enjoy your work anymore and it's not giving you any kind of fulfillment, then really what are you losing in identity, right? You're, you kind of can't wait to shed that part of your life or that part of your identity. So life is so short, as we know. Getting shorter every day. Stop. Well, Don't talk that way. <laughs> but anyway, if you are not enjoying that eight or 10 hours or God knows how many hours per day that you are working, then you're sleeping for like another eight hours. So what do you have like a couple good hours <laughs> every day? That And if you're commuting. Yeah. Or traveling on business. Wow. I remember when I used to I'm travel on depressed. business quite a bit. I traveled on business quite a bit. Not like every week. I have, I have friends that did that, but yeah. there were times when I would travel one week out of the month. Yeah. I always like to travel for business. You work for a company that paid for your travel. Well, yes, that is true. I, you, ha you had to pay for your own travel. I didn't pay for my own, they, but they didn't pay what they should have been paying. We were, we were so you were in, like staying at the motel. Like. Both companies that I traveled a lot for were close to startup phase. They weren't true startups, but they were close to that. So, you know, we weren't staying in five-star hotels. Right. I once had a comptroller reduce my mileage by one mile in my expense report. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, that person probably loves to go to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, I found something, a whole entire mile. I, I that was, like, probably at that time worth, like... 29 and a half cents. I remember. It was 29 and a half cents. 29 and a half. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's not forget that. If it was that only half. 29, he would have let it slide. Yeah, but. probably. All right. But there's something else about the social side of retirement and... A lot of people, their their social lives are very tied to their work life. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I've had jobs where I've stayed because of the people. Like my relationships and friendships at work kept me there for longer than I would have normally been, you know? That's a nice problem. 
have. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't you know, not wasn't really a problem, problem per se. It's, it's a nice situation to yeah. be in. Yeah, I mean, you looked forward to going to work because of the people that you worked with, not necessarily the people that you worked for. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good friend who he and I worked together for about 10 years, and we still reminisce about that company because it was so quirky. This was the 29 and a half cent company. Right. It was so quirky. We just really enjoyed talking about some of the weird things that happened at that company. Yeah, that's and the fun. People, the people were a big reason why I did stay. Right, memory lane. So the third thing of top emotional signs that it's time to retire is you feel like work is in the way. Isn't it always the case to a degree, though? I don't, mm, I don't know, because, you know, to your earlier point, there are people who retire and then they just sit around. Well, that's they true. They don't do anything. I don't think I'm going to have this problem at all. Okay. What are you going to do? I mean, I do kind of feel... Say, say tomorrow you woke up and you were retired. Mm. What would, what would do? I do differently or what would I do? What would you do differently? Well, first of all, I wouldn't have to worry about getting to work or what I was doing that day. And I wouldn't have as much of an agenda. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel any time pressure. I don't know... If, like, the next day I would do something differently, I think I would just do things that I love to do more slowly. (laughs) Chew your food 20 times. (laughs) No. Like, instead of, like, downing your coffee and getting in the shower or whatever it is, you can... Although I don't really do that now, to be quite honest with you. I do get up early. You don't take a shower? No, I'm not saying that, Joe. You have to listen. I was listening. What I'm saying is that I do get up early and I do like to kind of ease into the day. So I will drink my coffee and by, you know, the window or whatever and look at the people going by. (laughs) That sounds so old. (laughs) Well, if you weren't sitting on a rocking chair on your front porch with a shawl over your lap. (laughs) That is not what I do. Yes, it is. Everyone knows it. You get a little Irish whiskey in the coffee, too. No, Baileys. Oh, Baileys. Okay. Well, it's Irish anyway. All right. So if work is getting in the way of what you want to do. So a lot of people will say, you know, when I retire, I want to travel. Like Mm. Nadine was on a number of weeks ago. And she goes someplace every month. Yeah, she actually does what she says. Once a month, she travels. But then Jeannie was saying that she hadn't done the things that she thought she was going to do once she retired. It's just a year into it. And she was like, the first six months are just going to be vacation. And now she's like, and I'm still on vacation. Like, everybody's going to be different. I mean, I have my creative pursuits that I want to spend more time on. And so that is a big time crunch for me now. Okay. You're not going to go golfing or fishing? or. Uh, oh, I... <laughs> I do golf, actually, but not happily. (laughs) Fishing, I have a fishing pole, and I am ready to surf cast. You're ready? I'm ready. I haven't done it yet. See, that's something I can do when I retire. Work's getting in the way. Work is getting away of my surf casting. When you go surf casting and you catch fish, are you going to bring them to your neighbors? Yes. You will? Yes, because I want them to fillet them. (laughs) You just want to catch it. You don't want the yucky part. No. Okay. I don't even want to put, like, I'm not putting a worm on on the hook. No. I'm going to use clams. I can deal with putting a clam on a hook. Okay. I'm not quite sure what the big difference is. 
clams? Well, you pick them up to eat them. You don't pick, well, maybe you do. I don't eat worms. I don't know about you. You don't pick them up to eat. And they wiggle. Clams don't wiggle. Okay. <laughs> okay, We've off topic. Far One. Field. <laughs> All right, we have to get back to the list. All right, uh, so number four on the list is you feel left behind. I don't know what that means. So I was just at my daughter's for Thanksgiving. Their entire refrigerator is covered with save the date cards, wedding invitations, and baby pictures. I think we're at that time of life now where we don't have wedding invitations on our refrigerators, but our friends are retiring or talking about retirement. Right. It's a big milestone for us. And it, it is. And I have a number of friends that have retired or will be soon. And, yeah. and you want to go golfing with them. And they don't want to go golfing with me. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so I see the point. It's like, oh, everybody's traveling and everybody's mm -hmm, retired and mm -hmm. everybody's drinking coffee in their rocking chair and the shawl by the window. I want to do that. You want to do that? No, that's what I'm, I'm just oh, mimicking okay, so, what you were, might be thinking. So that's how some people might behind. feel left behind mm -hmm. in their social circle. They may be at a company where they've worked for years and the people that they started with or have worked with for years are now yes, retiring and now as well. now they're really being left behind. They're being mm. abandoned. That's terrible. <laughs> All right. So that can be something that kind of makes you say, hmm, do I feel like I'm being left behind? Are other people moving on to the next phase of life and I'm still here? More and more, I have to tell you that people are saying, 62, that's it, 62, I'm done they're not going beyond fully fledged social security is, or I think it's 67. For people born in 1960 and after, mm -hmm. retirement age is 67 years old. Correct. Yeah, I think more and more people are just saying, hey, you know, life is short. Maybe the pandemic had I something to do with that. I was just going to say that. I think that that gave us all a flavor of what it's like to be in a situation that you can't control and we're all sort of traumatized by it. And, you know, it's time to get on with it and enjoy your time. Now, if you enjoy work and you enjoy working and you're still getting a lot out of that, and as you say, that's a big part of your value system, then retirement's not for you. I have a friend who's, actually, she's in her 70s now. She's like, I'm never retiring. Mm. She never wants to retire. I know people like that. They really enjoy working. Yep. They say, what would I do with all my time? Mm -hmm. And they generally tend to be people that don't really have hobbies. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know, their life is work. Well, and this is not that case. I mean, she golfs, she travels, although she has been saying that she wants to travel less, like she's done it and there type of thing. So... I don't know. She just gets a lot. There's always some place else to go. I agree. Mm. Nadine would agree with you as well. Yeah. Once a month, she's she's off somewhere. No, I love that. I definitely plan on traveling more. All right, this is an important one. If you're in a marriage or a long-term relationship, it's important that you and your partner are both on the same page. And it doesn't necessarily mean you both have to retire at the same time. I don't think. Although that would be nice. You kind of have to both be on the same page about yeah. each person retiring when they want to retire. Well, I'm sure there's financial implications as well. And we will learn more about that with our guest speaker 
next week. Is it also on the same page in terms of how you're going to spend your time together? Do you almost have to renegotiate the relationship? I mean, if you've both been working or if one of you's been working, then you've had some time apart, right? Mm -hmm. How does that work if you're both retired and you're now not a lot of each other? I mean, I can recall in the past having people say, women especially, that they're husband is retired and they're like, he's driving me crazy. <laughs> he follows me around the house. I have to leave. I have to get out because... That's just a little sad, though. It is. Yeah. So I think maybe it's that moment in time, again, to have some understanding and, to your point, being on the same page. Mm -hmm. I guess it's all about communication, Joe. Well, that's kind of my bugaboo about relationships is communication is important. Mm -hmm. I say it all the time. Yeah, you're so wise. I am. I'm wise beyond my years, Janet. <laughs> so the same article from betterup.com. The first stage is imagination. And that's when you're kind of dreaming about retirement. Mm. I think this is the stage you're in, actually. Oh, yes. I'm doing a lot of dreaming. And this is when you're late in your career. It's not really a reality yet but you're close enough to say, hmm, mm -hmm. all those things, work's getting in the way. I'd like to be doing this. Boy, mm -hmm. I joined the country club years ago and I only play once a week. Boy, I'd love to play three times a week. I'd love to go on a two-week trip. Okay, I'm not saying that part, but yeah, I get what your point is. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and do you know, I'm also like, can I, can I? Well, that's the financial side, right? Right, which is what we're going to do mm -hmm. next week. The next phase of retirement, the next stage of retirement is anticipation. Anticipation. You, you only required to sing once. Oh, I already episode. did it. You I'm did. sorry. We might have to edit that out. <laughs> no. So as you're getting very close to retirement, it starts to feel more real. Mm -hmm. it starts, it's right in front of you. You have friends that are retiring. You're planning your party. But for some people, according to this article, it triggers a bit of a um, of an identity crisis. Okay. Well, you, you know. So, I think it's only one aspect of me that's going to go away, you know? Right. All the other personalities are still going to thrive. Okay. Are they? <laughs> I hope so. Are they? Well, and they'll be the surf casting, so that will make up for all the rest right, of it. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. So personally, I don't see an identity crisis about it. No. Hmm, be no. great. I mean, I'll miss aspects of it. You miss some of the people that you work with. Yeah. If you still like your job, if you still like the content of your work, there's that challenge that you have to overcome in work. Yeah. And I learn a lot too in my job because I always research it. Will I continue to do that? I probably not as much, certainly. No. I'll be researching other stuff. So those two phases of retirement are actually pre-retirement. They're not really even while you're retired. Mm -hmm. The next one is the first stage of actual retirement, and that's liberation. Oh, that wasn't qualified as singing. I was going to say, it was close. There's some structure there, and your time isn't your own. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, some people don't have that, but for many people, your time isn't your own when you're at work. And there is that liberation. And it kind of feels like a vacation almost. Yeah, absolutely. That's like I was saying before, you know, you have, you can slow it down, right? It's not, you know, speedy, speedy. The next phase, they say, is called reorientation. Mm. And 
Tell me more. You get used to your new lifestyle. You're starting to acclimate to mm-hmm. this maybe slower pace or diff- less structure. So and maybe this is like a year into it or something. Well, isn't that what Jean said last yeah, week? Yeah, mm-hmm. She was about a year into it mm-hmm. when, when she kind of felt like it wasn't vacation anymore, right? Right. And you're kind of fitting into that new lifestyle where I don't have to get up and go to work. I don't have to go to that meeting. I don't have to go to the factory. I don't have to do this. Right. And it takes but, a while. I've had vacations where like a two-week vacation, the, the whole first week is kind of winding down. I, mm-hmm, I still feel right. energized from, from work. and. I couldn't slow down and to just when you're about to relax, you have to go. Then back. you have to go back to, to ten thousand emails. Now with and, retirement, you won't have to go back. You could just be in relaxation mode. The fifth stage, according to this article at BetterUp.com, is called reconciliation. Hmm. This sounds like the five stages of grief or something. Or relationships. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you really fully embrace retirement. Mm-hmm. you've gotten used to it, you're kind of in that mode, whatever your retirement is like, whether you're a traveler or a golfer or a fisher or a guy that sits on the couch, you've embraced it and you've kind of fully acclimated to that new lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the timeline would be personal again, how, uh, how quickly you go through these phases. Yeah, this article says it, it happens several years into retirement. It takes that long to get used to retirement. Who knew? Wow. I guess I better get started. (laughs) No time like the present, Janet. Yes. I'm going to call my employer tomorrow. (laughs) Are you really? No. 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 And if anyone anyone from Janet's workplace is listening, she's just Just kidding. Just kidding. I I think this part of retirement, deciding to retire, is is lesser discussed and lesser thought about than the financial aspects. Everyone seems to focus, at least the people I know, they seem to focus. Much more on the financial well, that's side. That's the burning question, right? Can I can I retire? Right. Can I do it? It's a, a practical matter there. And it's an important practical matter. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, life is unpredictable and we have to make the best choices for ourselves that we have with the information that we have when we are making those decisions. Isn't that true about so many things? So many. So many things. So many, Joe. All right. Next time we're going to be talking about financial aspects of retirement. Mm-hmm. And until then, uh, this has been the 60 Plus Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Janet. Bye.